Last week, we looked at how some of the strongest characters of Street Fighter V's fourth season may have fallen down the tier lists here with the kickoff of Season 5, and now we're looking to see which of the World Warriors seem to be gaining the most potential ground thanks to Rebalance and V-Shift on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. I feel like every week you get a little teeny tiny bit more intense in the Velociraptor Guerrero. And, and, like, and, like, in like a couple of years' time, it won't be audible. It'll just be a mumble jumble. Of... Anyways, Nick's here too. What's up, Nick? Uh, well, hold on. Before we get to Nick, I, I, I got to say that impression was really good. I, I, I hear don't it often... every week a million know, times man. in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick, Nick, you're here. You're not going to make fun of me yet. How not are yet. you doing, Nicholas? <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty well because uh, I was actually at a local candy store yesterday. And I found the most legendary thing. It was 7-Up with pineapple flavor. Mmm. That sounds good. I mean, pineapple is like my favorite thing in the entire world. So everyone listening to the podcast is going to be like, what What the hell? Why is that a thing? <laughs> but to me, this was like the highlight of the week. Mm. So now, now, did they have a lot of stock or is this like you got the last one or are like, what? what is the breakdown here? Is this like the new thing in Sweden or, or what's going on? They had a ton. So you know, <laughs> I, I might go back for more. It's not going to do wonders for my health, but you know. Dude, when uh, I was a kid... I would walk it also unrelated, but weird. Uh, my dad's birthday was on uh, Sunday and my mom made a pineapple upside down cake for him and it was stupid good. Uh, but I remember as a child, uh, actually maybe it was angel food. cake. Uh, what's the one where you use the bottle uh, to, to make it? I thought it was pineapple upside down cake, but if it's angel food cake, it doesn't make the connection anymore because it's not pineapple-y. Uh, we can shelve that reference, but I have another one that's also related to what you're talking about here in crazy, weird, uh, uh, I'm not so sure if I dreamt it or not, soda experiences in a gas station. We all have those kinds of stories, right? One time, yeah. a few years ago, I went into a quick trip, which is the Disneyland of gas stations. Quick trip all day, every day, best gas station, uh, save for Wawa. But they had caramel pepsi what and i right that's what i said too and apparently everyone and i haven't seen it since so i don't even know if this actually happened but i wasn't gonna not get caramel pepsi uh nick i know you're a pepsi fan by the way do you have you ever seen this never never yeah so they had caramel pepsi and i took a like a snapchat of it and sent it to a friend i think uh and they're like what the hell and, and i bought it and i remember it just being slightly sweeter but not really any better i, I don't know it's, it's just weird Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I just for some reason I know that Nicholas is a huge fan of Seinfeld, and I go oh, yeah. back to the the Sponge episode with Elaine, and she buys this like contraceptive that like it works really well. But I picture someone coming over to Nick's house and I'm like, hey, can I have a soda? And he's like, I'm not sure you're pineapple seven up worthy i just i don't know if i can give you one are you good enough for this but anyway nick that's that's it that's why how i'm envisioning you you're working at your house anyway but but look we brought you on to talk about another kind of pineapple-y person his name is alex and he might actually be worth something now like what what are you seeing with wait like hang the on mo- pineapple is his hair well i gotta it, i can't it, let it that works. go because that's what everybody's <laughs> thinking about right now they're like i don't care about alex's changes what the hell makes him i pineapple-y? always think about fries when i see his hair <laughs> yeah sure i mean pineapple's yellow <laughs> but anyway what, what do you think of this character man like like is he worthwhile now mm, 
Okay, well, that's the big question. The one that everyone's talking about. I even wrote an entire piece regarding it. And I'm going to give the extremely boring answer first, which is it's too early to tell. Boo. Right. But it's looking very promising. Hey, let me, before you jump too far, like from season four, uh, if you were like, what did Alex need? And don't say everything. But what do what specifically would be you know because because Capcom gave him a million lariat buffs over the years and obviously that wasn't what he needed. What did Alex need to be viable uh, in the first place? I feel like a lot of the stuff that was plaguing Alex was that he had no reliable way to get to Oki. He didn't have a very good neutral game, and a lot of his knockdowns led him back to neutral, which he typically lost against most characters. Um, and also, uh, obviously, he has very weak defense, but, you know, that's kind of a Street Fighter V classic, like half the cast are like that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he didn't have a lot of oomph when he didn't have meter. Sure, sure. Okay, so then, did he get those boxes checked? Yes. Uh, so, some of the biggest things that Alex has gotten now is uh, his crouching light punch. This is like a multifaceted change. It's super interesting because um, it's a four-frame move. It used to be plus four. So it would combo into itself, but not into anything else. What they've done now is they've made it plus five, which means that Alex's standing light kick, which has very good range and is kind of like an interesting button, but didn't have much usage before, now has a huge uh, realm of opportunity because you can actually do crouching light punch, crouching light punch, standing light kick, and then depending on if the opponent is crouching or uh, standing, you can land either EX knee, which leads straight into his typical Oki, or uh, EX flash drop, which gives him uh, something, uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's Oki. It's not like the same super Oki that he gets from uh, the EX Neva. Is it more Oki. damage? For, so you get like some little more damage or a little more corner carry, a little more Oki. That usually is the... I, I like that kind of decision making. Um, In, yeah. it, I believe it does a little bit more damage, but the big thing is based... Like, I would probably go for me every time, but again, mm-hmm. it's a standing crouching situation if they're crouching then he's gonna whiff i don't, I don't like that one, yeah. one of the main things i do want to, to address here right from the get-go is that the developers said that they that buffing power bomb alone i know we're going to get to that but that actually wouldn't offset how v-shift works in this game so they focused also on increasing his abilities with normals what nick is talking about right mm-hmm. now so it's quite interesting what they did with alex i have a lot of my own assessments here um but i do want to set the stage that the developers really looked at kind of like him top to bottom and they actually did a lot for him but in the vacuum, like, you know, that's where Alex traditionally loses, too. It's like, uh, well, okay, he has some stuff, but, you know, and then uh, shout-outs to also Buffing Lariat. Um, yeah. This is a meme around our office here. Uh, I have an image of Alex with uh, him doing the Lariat thing, and the, his arm is, like, 20 times the size that it normally is. And I'm like, this is how it's going to look at the end of, you know, Street Fighter yeah. V's lifespan. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting it's, getting getting there. Getting, it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger every time. But does Lariat give you a camera buff now? or Because a lot of these new buffs, which oh, I yeah. very much appreciate, do little camera zooms and slight different angles, and I just I love that kind of stuff. It just adds to the hype, yeah. as long as it's not distracting. Yeah, I don't think it got that, but it's pretty cool when they do that stuff for sure. Yeah, um, one of the things I, I wanted to um, talk about here is uh, uh, I'll, I'll mention here because I always look at top player footage. And uh, Nick, I know you're very familiar with him, uh, even as Alex actually, and that's uh, Problem X. Mm-hmm. Now, he's played Alex before. Like, this yeah. is not like this is a brand new character for him. Like, he's actively played him, but he was in there and he was playing against Takamura, uh, who was still playing Akuma. 
And one of the things that I saw, and this is one of the flaws that I mainly see with Alex, and I want to turn this right back over to you, Nick, is that I really think, and this is like shocking to me, that Alex is more explosive than he was before. That's like, this was a massively explosive character. Now he's even more explosive, which is mind-boggling to me, but he still loses heavily to rushdown, and now I think he loses even more heavily to zoning. And and he kind of got, like, he got better in a vacuum, but then, like, a lot of the other, like, the meta of the game shifted away from him. Like, all this kind of stuff happened. And what happened in mid-set is, is Takamura, like, gets bodied by Problem X's uh, Alex at first. And then he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to zone, and I'm going to stand outside of the ranges where Alex is effective, and the moment he whiffs something, I'm going to punish him hard, and then I'm going to stay in on him. And and so Problem X won the first set, Takamura came back and won the next two sets, like pretty, or next two games, I should say. Not convincingly, it was, you know, reasonably close, but it still seems to me like that the Alex disease, like, the ways he lost before are still pretty darn like prominent with his playstyle. It sounds like his neutral isn't well. From that example, we didn't see a very strong upgraded neutral showcase. Uh, no, not at all. But keep in mind, I didn't say that was a problem that needed addressing. I said the problem was that uh, his knockdowns would lead him back to neutral, which he loses. I don't think mm-hmm. losing yeah. in neutral is necessarily a problem because you need to have weaknesses. And Alex having kind of <laughs> neutral. Like, it's not the worst, but it's not great. I think that's fine. I, I like how, I, I just have to jump in and say that. I love how you said that. Alex needs weaknesses. I'm like, this man is like the definition of weaknesses. <laughs> like, or was. He was. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just I, I just can't help but laugh when, it, when you say that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this character sucks. Or sucked. <laughs> maybe maybe he's better, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff here because he can get a lot of different things now. Uh, from various knockdowns, like I was talking about the free hit confirm, but there's also, um, I like to use V-Trigger too. Uh, when I got my top 8 placement in a CPT event, shoutouts to me, I was using V-Trigger 2 uh, the whole way. 10 points! I did it! And V-Trigger 2 got buffed. They actually upped uh, the timer. So it went from 2,000 to 3,000 in a timer, so it's 50% longer now. Which means you have more opportunities to do the DDT and the chokehold. And here's the very interesting part that they changed. Uh, that actually, I think, will help a lot. Because I just told you guys a second ago that he got the free hit light confirm, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing they did with this uh, standing light kick is that it has uh, one frame faster cancel window than it used to. Mm-hmm. And what that does is that before, the only thing he got from his standing light kick was uh, an EX move. And it would have, to, I think it would only work on uh, EX flash drop and EX uh, knee. But now he can get light chop from it. So if V-Trigger 2 is activated, he can actually get proper Oki without even using meter at this point. So Alex sort of now gets those follow-up situations that everybody else, for the most part, has been enjoying. And then appropriately so, but if you give this character, who is capable of explosive damage and now is capable of even more, you give him Oki, it's, uh, he's not Vortex or anything like that, but he can get a little more in that pressure sort of set play arena and as a brawly grappler type, that sounds like it's exactly where you kind of want him. And that's not going to make him the best character in the game, but if that's true about him, like if these changes as we see them now are, are really what come to fruition, what we're, we're kind of imagining... It sounds like that's going to put him, you know, give him a fighting chance. Put him around, like, somewhere in the mid-tier, something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I have been positive about Alex changes before, and he usually ends up at the bottom again. Uh, and he might this time, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, the big X here is uh, V-Shift. 
uh, it's going to take a while before people have actually figured out like exactly how V-Shift interacts with everything. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's that bad for Alex because of uh, the new changes where he has like useful applications of his crouching light punch and such. Like another thing about it is, uh, since it's plus five now, on Oak you can do a meaty crouching light punch and it will link into standing medium punch, which is one of his like mm -hmm. main tools. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things now due to like minute changes to him. Uh, because before, when you had like proper Oki, you were really only doing three things. You were either doing standing medium punch, like raw, um, into something, or you were doing Lariat, uh, which usually wasn't like guaranteed, but it would like, if you were expecting them to like hold that, then you could do the Lariat, or you were doing the power one. And mm -hmm. all of these options are still there, but now you also have like really effective applications of his crouching light punch being meaty. Uh, his power bomb has a lot longer range now because they made the light power bomb nine frames, but a lot longer. So he can do like very different types of tick situations at this point. Uh, he also got longer range on his EX, uh, which is five frames. That's like his fastest command grab. Uh, he also got like more juggles, you know, his crouching heavy punch is more consistent. Like, Alex isn't great at anti-airing, but if you jump at him and he's ready, uh, they, last patch they were buffing his standing heavy punch to be like an anti-air button because it hits a bit behind him and stuff now. They actually made that so now if you get hit airborne with standing heavy punch, it's a knockdown. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of knockdowns, too, um, you mentioned this in your article. Uh, Alex, when he sweeps you and dashes up, now he's actually plus. He's not minus. And, and what I really look at with Alex is he's actually a real grappler now, where he mm -hmm. gets in on you and he can stay in on you, where that was a real legitimate problem. Like, he could do it before. It was just damn hard, and he didn't have the layers that, you know, a Zangief and Abigail, these other characters have that are actual grapplers. They have actual grapple moves. And it's like Capcom got, like, halfway through, like, designing his grappler stuff and said, eh, we're good you know and yeah. it, it just his options always felt so incomplete and they really did like a top to bottom uh redesign with him like with his light power bomb which was very useful before but they they give it a specific use now where now it's nine frames of startup and that sounds like a gigantic nerf but then you realize that basically his medium power bomb is now kind of his old light power bomb and they give um his new power light power bomb i'm getting confusing here <laughs> it's got more range but it's got a purpose basically yeah. every move now has more of a purpose and so like this guy's an actual character now where he was kind of like a, an afterthought i think which is just mind-blowing compared to like his popularity capcom actually put work into this guy finally and it's like i'm i'm watching what problem x is doing i'm watching what other people are doing i'm like this is a character like this is not basically um so let me give my real quick assessment in here and, and, and john and, and nick you know please uh, let me know what you think of this but this was hands down the worst character in the game in my opinion, I, I, I just, ugh. I still actually have him as a bottom 10 character, but hands down the worst to bottom 10 is a significant improvement in my eyes. It's not good, it's great uh, mm -hmm. comparatively for Alex, right? And, you know, grapplers and hardcore robbery characters aren't typically that awesome. Mm -hmm. But specifically with Nick, I, I wanted to see, like, does that match up right now with what you're seeing and kind of how you feel about the character? I am generally podcast listeners are probably not going to agree with this because they've only heard me talk about Alex. I'm generally a pretty positive person when it comes to, like... I'm optimistic about, like, character changes and buffs and stuff. Like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really nice. Like, stuff like that. And uh, I... Like, my assessment is that Alex is probably going to be better than bottom 10 at this point, but I don't know. Oh, wow. But 
uh, I definitely agree that he was the worst. And even if he ends up being, like, one of the worst to, like, outside of the bottom five, that is a huge, like, uh, shift anyway, right? Uh, so I definitely think, like, for Alex players, it's looking a lot brighter now. Tell, this is my sort of outsider's perspective with what we've said so far and me looking over the changes and reading your article and, and such. It went from Alex didn't have a viable game plan because it didn't matter where he really was. At any given time, he was kind of just trying to do uh, something in a vacuum, meaning like, okay, right now I can go for some offense, but like now after that's done with, like you say, we're back to neutral. Like I can't, I can't continue the plan from there. It's just this works for me or it doesn't, or I'm holding some defense and I'm trying to get out. It either went well for me or didn't, and then back to the neutral, and he never really had much advantage virtually anywhere on screen save for maybe a few plus situations but relative to the rest of the cast that just wasn't enough to give him anything in, in the way of advantage so now he can say well i'm i'm still disadvantageous in neutral because hey that that makes sense i'm really scary up in your face and he legitimately can be scary up in your face now so his game plan seems to me to be similar to that of like a Zangief where, yes, he has to struggle to get in. He has to figure out his ways of either goading you into coming too close or, you know, throwing a bad fireball or whatever, getting over one of those with a with a stomp. But once he's in, it can matter. So now an Alex player can go, okay, I have to play the, the disadvantageous game here at the start, but once I get in, I can do something with it. And that seems energizing and fun and rewarding and starting to get just even on the risk reward spectrum. Uh, but does that sound accurate at all? Uh, yeah, I think so. I would say he's like a less extreme version of Sangif, like in both cases. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's struggling as much to get in as Sangif would, and I don't think sure. he's as scary when he's in as Sangif is, but Sangif light, if you will. I was going to say that. Ah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> I also think that if, if you need further proof that, that grapplers and traditional mix-ups uh, that were very strong in Street Fighter 4 previously have seen a decided nerf, look no further than Alex's patch notes that we have on the website. Um, because you see them say, like, look, buffing his power bomb would not be enough here because of the way the game works now. We had to buff his normals as well. Uh, and I mean, again, they should have been doing that before this, right? But they, they really put an emphasis on this because of how much they feel V-Shift has changed the game. And, and a quick example of that, especially with Alex, is uh, I saw um, a Problem Mexico for an EX stomp on Takamura. Uh, Takamura V-shifted it and did a full punish on Alex. Mm. And it was like, ooh, that is not okay. Because EX Stomp is kind of like one of those few moves that Alex had that was like a thing. And now if you see it coming, it's really easy to bait it and punish the hell out of it. Yeah. And and so Alex has got some pretty significant nerfs here because of just how the game ha has changed with V-shift. Um, but he got enough significant buffs where I'm like, okay, I don't think he's complete garbage tier anymore. I think he's actually... He's acceptable for what Alex is, right? This, mm. uh, shockingly, this might be the best version of Alex we've ever seen in a Street Fighter game. Uh, that's yeah. sad. I'm not talking Tatsunoko versus Capcom no, no. that one time. Was, uh, yeah. You said Street Fighter, so I, no, I said I Street Fighter. So yeah, yeah. But I'm like, uh, and I mean, that's not. This is what the character is, and he's a grappler. This is kind of what you expect. Most grapplers are not uh, top tier for good reasons, right? Uh, but again, it's also on that on that end though. I did see uh, Problem X get out of some of the situations Sakamura would put him in, and Alex's defense sucks. He lacks a three frame normal. He has no ex reversal. He is one of the worst defensive characters in the game. But he has two two bar V triggers. That means he can V shift a couple times and still get to his V trigger without issue. Mm -hmm. So it's 
like, okay, like, you know, you're, you're, you're taking out of like some buckets and putting it in a couple others. And it's like, does he in the aggregate equaled out to a decent character now? And, and I really think that he does. And I, and I will shout out this. The last thing for me is uh, storm Kubo. Um, I actually saw him playing some Alex as well. I know he's played him a bit in the past, but it's always a good sign when you're seeing pros pick up these characters and put in time with them. Cause it's like, Hey, there's something there. We're not yeah. writing off this character right away. And yep, if, sure. if Capcom has at the very least graduated him out of meme status, where we're just making jokes about them about him, uh, I mean, he's had enough charisma that he's even survived there. So if they can get him out of that at least, then I think it's a pretty good look given where we're at in the current story. And then maybe the next time he makes an appearance, we can uh, start him off at a better place. Sounds like we're pretty good on Alex. And um, so we're going down this list here of characters that we think are have a pretty strong chance of being the bigger winners uh, and, and moving up from being lower tiers, or, or some of them are more of the mid-tier. Um, and, and I want to say before we go too much further that we we started wanting to getting wanting to have a like a solid five list. And just as we were doing our research, it just doesn't really pan out that way. Again, it is fairly early, and who knows how V-Shift is going to actually be implemented into this once people you know, have their minds around it and how it will affect these changes. It's very hard to tell. And so instead of trying to hammer that down, we have two characters here that we are fairly sure, and I think the rest of the community is fairly sure that they're the biggest winners as far as we can tell thus far. Beyond that, it's kind of more opened up to a, a general discussion of these are the characters in the conversation right now, and we can make arguments for and against it. Um, so I, I just don't, I want to say that fairly early on here that these first two characters absolutely huge winners probably the biggest ones beyond that it's not just a list of five anymore it's just the characters that we think are worthwhile um discussion points in this conversation but the next one of course is going to be uh the poster boy of street fighter who has also been a meme for way too long since season two and that's ryu everybody and their mother is playing ryu right now everybody's going bonkers over his buffs uh, do you guys agree with that general takeaway that he's an extremely better character now? Both of you go at the same time, please. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And just to, to list off the murderer's row who's playing him, uh, that would be Phenom, Infectious, Machibo, Shivs, Alex Myers, XSK Samurai, and this total scrub that everyone just completely dislikes, Daigo. Oh, right? Punk's been um, messing around with them too. Uh, yeah, it's um, and I, I really do have to give a special shout out here to to Samurai uh, for being one of the biggest tears enthusiasts I know. And right now, it looks like this man has dropped Akuma for Ryu. That should tell you a lot, right there. That uh, Akuma's still really good. And it looks like Samurai right now at this moment in time has dropped him. I will see if he stays with it. Um, but um, there was a clip of uh, Ryu going from crouching medium kick into like, you know, his donkey kick and, and like just uh, KOing Akuma in two hits, right? And Mikey, I love this guy so much because he just, oh man. But anyway, he, he wrote in the thread, he's like, this looks fair. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, again, at this point oh. in the Street Fighter Five storyline, it does look a little fair. Yeah, it's, but I love Mikey because it's like he is like such a tears enthusiast and he just completely owns it. Like if you're just going to own it and just be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I play the best characters in the game and hold that crap. Like I love you for it because I, just, just don't undersell your character if you play high tier and then it's fine. I'm, I'm good with you. So. I, I do have to point out, though, that Mikey Samurai has 
played, uh, like has had Ryu as one of his pocket characters last season in Street Fighter League, resorted to playing Ryu more than a few times and and actually did some work with him. Uh, and, and so he's been, you know, staying up to date with the character now, but we just took off the weighted training clothes and uh, yeah. the, what someone like that who's been keeping up with the character can do, I'm very intrigued to see. Also, shout outs to MDZ Jimmy, who I've been uh, especially yeah. following to see <laughs> what happened with Ryu recently because he's just been, man, slogging through it with this character for so long. And you're kind of like, oh, I, I hope you get some now, man, because uh, <laughs> you really have been uh, carrying the load. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And since I just bashed him for it, I do have to say Mikey is one hell of a player. His skill level yeah. extremely high, uh, but uh, his skill level is very high. But so are the tiers of the characters he chooses. Yeah, but usually. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead for it, Nick. But uh, speaking of people who uh, have like kept uh, abreast of Ryu, even during the bad times, uh, I ha I don't know if he's been playing Ryu now after the buffs, but I think people should. Uh, be aware that uh, Kaba actually played a ton of Ryu as well. Mm -hmm. He brought him out in tournaments sometimes, like as a sub pick. Uh, I mean, Gal is obviously so strong, but you know, some of these guys like Ryu enough where if Ryu is good, they will go to him. And I don't know, I haven't spoken to Kaba or anything, so I, it's not any insider information, but I have followed tournaments. I've seen him use Ryu in tournaments several times, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Kaba go over to Ryu as well. Man. Oof. It's um I you go and play ranked online now and it's um Ryu has always been one of the most popular characters but you hardly ever saw him it was a, a wasteland of, of Ryu and now it's like uh, every three four matches I'm finding a Ryu player and it's um a lot of people are dropping Akuma now um if you told me right now at this moment in time that that Ryu's number one I might argue a little bit with it but the amount of buffs this guy got it is pretty freaking insane uh i don't know if i've seen a patch note for um street fighter this late in the game's lifespan like any street fighter game where a character got this much stuff in one patch i'm trying to think of some examples here like they're not coming to me but a few highlights are ryu now has a seven frame sweep that is exactly like guile seven frames is really freaking fast uh he has a six frame crouching medium kick and and that oh my gosh it's a frame faster uh and now a special cancelable standing heavy punch and it's like dude like those are major tools that capcom said you know what we're gonna this major stuff you use all throughout the matches we're buffing every single one of those mm -hmm. i am terrified of this character right now uh i i think he has a really great case for at least being top 10 uh i would really at this point if he's not top 10 and that doesn't end up there i will be shocked i mean don't yeah. forget his crouching medium kick is six frames that's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. speed uh so good is there any move that reaches that far at six frames I mean, you know, Manat stand uh, heavy punch is actually six frames, but only at the very startup. Uh, oh. it, when it goes to the longer range, it's actually seven frames because the, the, the crystal ball's got to fly out a little further. So I actually think, low. yeah. And now Akuma's, I don't know if Akuma's standing medium kick at five frames reaches a little you know, further, but it's, you know, that's not a low move. Regardless, when you're comparing it to some of the best normals in the game, I think our, our listeners have a pretty good idea that it's great right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, you already talked about the clip, like, technically, he can kill Akuma off of two uh, crouching medium kicks, so, you know, that's a pretty strong move. Yeah, to me, that feels like, uh, I mean, we can go down Ryu's specific changes, but I think a lot of people have looked at those, and I want to sort of take away the general feel of, of like, what Capcom was aiming for and, and doing and seeing when they went to change the character, and, and it's sort of like, 
they gave him a bunch of a bunch of little things that were um, a lot of them were like stuff that didn't really work the way you'd think it would by traditional sort of Street Fighter and Street Fighter Five standards. Um, and they, they're just like, ah, we're, we're not giving Ryu any of these things. And there's other examples of characters that like, you know, you, you score a forward throw and there's a certain amount of reward that you get with it. And like Ryu wasn't getting that kind of a thing. And you score a certain counter hit or from a certain range and the stuff that Ryu could do or just absolutely couldn't do um, was relative to the rest of the cast or well, some of the better Shotos, I should say, just wasn't there. And and the fact that, again, he was the poster, he's the series poster boy and was a meme, I'm thinking like a, a Capcom went, we need to make this character better. And the way they approached him, and they gave him, like you said, John, just so much this late in the game, and, and I think a lot of us are, we wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being the best in the game now. And going from mid to like mid-low tier to the best in the game, like that's what, you know? Uh, and so, and I'm not saying that he is, but we wouldn't be surprised about that. It feels like Capcom was like, we're going to throw everything at Ryu because he's actually a relatively safe character to do that with if you're going to do it to one. Now, I'm not saying I want to have an unbalanced mm-hmm. game. I really don't. And if Ryu's just destroying the game, that's not a good look overall. But he's not a joke, and you don't want the, the, the character that you're lending over to Fortnite to cross-promote with, and, and that it appears on all of your merchandise everywhere and such. You don't want that character to be a joke. And so they're going the route of, we're not going to finish this game off with a character that's a joke. Let's err on the side of maybe giving him too much, because it's just been too damn long. And even if it, if it turns out that way, so be it. Better than him being a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of my favorite things that, that Capcom said in the patch notes is, and I'm going to quote here verbatim, though some of Ryu's playstyle will benefit from properly reading the opponent, it will be required less overall, mm-hmm. making him easy to play. Mm-hmm. Capcom flat out blatantly said, we freaking buffed the hell out of Ryu, and to make sure people are going to get more wins with them, we made him easier to play. Like, not only is he better, he's just easier to play, too. Like, it's like, what? It's like, I have never seen a blatant patch note like that from Capcom where it's like, look, uh, I guess maybe I have, like, with, like, Cami and, like, Street Fighter Four and stuff, <laughs> like, where they're just doing some dumb stuff. Like, they're like, you know, uh, what was it? Like, Yun, it was like, Yun, it's like, Yun doesn't get enough damage or something like that. And so, like, Yun players complained they weren't getting enough damage. They didn't have enough of a win button. So uh, we gave no, them more was, of a win y- button. Y- John has a hard time getting in, I think it was. That's what it oh was. With his plus oh. EX. Oh my, no, no. <laughs> PTSD. <He is> not <laughs> wasn't actually plus anymore, but it was still like not punishable. So it, yeah, he, that, yeah. So it, re- it just reminded me of that Capcom's like, yeah, we made Ryu better and we made him easier. P- people complained Ryu was too hard to play. And it's like, oh my gosh. Well, like no, I have, a, the, I have a note about everything. this. Um, so, so I hear what you're saying here, and, and I think what they're talking about is stuff like uh, how his Tatsu would whiff on crouching opponents, yeah. right? And then crouching is a very common state that you're going to hit your opponent in, and it was kind of weird that Ryu being, you know, how much he relies on his Tatsu, Tatsu fireball uppercut kind of thing, low forward, like those are core parts of his gameplay. And the fact that his routine combos sort of added an extra layer of if you don't read the situation right as you're, after you've scored the offense, you have to, you have an extra onus on you to make sure you read the situation right and have that extra layer of where they crouching or standing. And if you go wrong there, it's not a matter of losing a little bit of damage or, or something on Oki it's it's if you Tatsu here you're gonna lose your offense it's your turn's gone which already super sucks but you're also eating a huge combo and it's like where other characters 
maybe had to make a similar decision for like the better offense or the better scenario. He was doing it to not completely lose everything that he just gained and things like that were just like, why? Relative to the way a lot of the other characters work, why does he do that? And so now they've changed it in a significant way where he still has to make that call because his Tatsu will now hit crouching opponents and, and they gave him the Jodon, the donkey kick right? And so those moves are sort of interchangeable in terms of like where you can use them at the end of combos. But now whether you do one or the other, it's still going to work. It's just you'd use the the donkey kick to get a little more damage and be um, further away. So then you can make the decision to go maybe to zoning afterwards. Or if you want to corner carry a bit and then have a closer up battle thereafter, uh, you can go for the Tatsu. And like that's a much better choice. It's like the better of two options as opposed to you know, I have to make this extra guess or not guess this extra decision and be extra aware just so that I don't lose everything after having earned a hit. Things like that are relatively nice to see. Now they may be over tweaked. Sure. Maybe they do too much damage. Maybe they give him too much benefit, but the fact that he's not having to make those kinds of calls anymore is, is actually nice in my opinion. So, you know, I hear what you're saying here. It's like, make it, make it have to do like less decisions and stuff and make it easier. But I think in this situation, it's relatively appropriate. Nick, I have to throw this back at you because you and I both have some PTSD from season one, Ryu. And no I'm wondering right now with what you've seen, has this brought back any of those memories for you? Thankfully, I don't really play Street Fighter V anymore. So, you know, <laughs> like, I see these Ryu buffs and I'm just like, thank God I'm playing Matera. Like, <laughs> uh, that said, like, I will say that the new update has infused me a little bit. I'm not going to jump back into ranked or anything like that, but... Uh, I do play with friends sometimes, you know. I already did before this. It's not like I never played the game. Uh, and I'm kind of excited to like play it a bit more now, like check out the Alex stuff and such. Um, but I might, you know, maybe uh, I'll enforce a no Ryu rule in my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm considering awesome. playing him. Uh, and, and all of my friends, like, hey, I, I was talking to my, my buddy Mike because we were talking about maybe bringing up Lucia and he's a, been a Lucia main for a while. And he's really into, um, you know, just diving into the training mode and figuring out stuff. And I was like, oh man, you're going to be a fount of wealth here. I'm going to need to talk to you. He's like, oh, I've been playing mostly Ryu lately. I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, and... and <laughs> It's just like the character has more rewarding uh, and, and like a more fun, therefore, approach to things like his rushdown, things like his neutral, uh, playing footsies. It's like I feel as a Ryu player, and I mean, I, I'm not a Ryu player, but I'm saying if I, if I were and as I'm looking forward to, again, diving into the character myself, I feel like something good can come of me playing a, a legitimate footsies game and trying to score a counter or a whiff punish with my crouching medium kick. Whereas before, getting the hit wasn't very great and rewarding in the first place. It's like just get a little bit of damage and then relative to what other people would get in the similar situations, it's just like, yeah, I don't even have a fighting chance here half the time. So people are going to be more energized to play the main character of the game and the franchise. And I think that's a good look, even if... I. Don't don't overbuff him. I hope he's not overbuffed, and if he is, do something about it. But this is relatively a good thing to see. I have to give uh, Capcom props here because John and I, in a previous podcast, on a numerous occasions, said, "Hey, this is a poster boy of a franchise. Don't make him low tier. You know, like make him at the worst medium tier." They buffed him, and they, you know, with as bad as he's been for as long as he's been, I'm 
I'm actually a bit happy to see it. I'm, I'm happy to see Ryu back. This is this is where he always kind of should be, not at the very top, but like he should always be at least a decent character because you play it. it I play Mega Man to play Mega Man, you know, kind of thing. It's like you know, I, I might play some of the other characters and stuff, but I, I mean, it's like Mega Man better be freaking in the game and he better be decent, right? He better be a good character in there. And uh, it, when you just don't have that kind of baseline expectation hit, I think you're messing up the game fundamentally. Uh, and it's been a long time since Ryu was good, and I, I am genuinely happy to see him back. And go ahead and clip that, John, and just play that back to me. <laughs> when I, I complained yeah. about him in like a month or two, and I'm terrified. But did you um, say that Mega Man bit because Ryu has a Mega Man costume in Street Fighter Five? Uh, maybe I don't know. It would have been subconscious. I, I don't even do stuff like I don't even think about the stuff I say anymore, John. It just comes out of my mouth. So I just hmm. uh, I'm, I, that's it. Ain't no so. way that can be poor policy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Sp- Strong characters. Can I get into uh, my main here, John? Yeah, I, I did want to. Well, I just all I wanted to mm-hmm. say is that I I'm not too sure on Manat yet. I, I have I can see some broad mm-hmm. basic uh, arguments for her, but given that you're a Manat player and the reaction that Catalyst here has had oh to Manat. Uh, she is worth bringing up. Now, I, I don't think that she's the first... My, my point here is I don't think she's the first one that people are going to bring up in this kind of conversation. But maybe we can sway you, and by we, I mean totally John here because he's the one that's closest to the hardware and such. But I just want to kind of qualify it, preface it with that. Take it away. All right, so first off, I'm a big believer in V-Shift. I think so is Capcom. We just talked about Alex's patch notes, how they really felt they needed to buff a bunch of stuff to kind of keep Alex even remotely competitive in this game. Monat was one of the only zoners in Street Fighter V that was kept fully intact and actually buffed, and, and she was a good character previously. Before this patch, Monat was often placed in like the top 20 range, uh, and I think like maybe the average, if you aggregate everyone's tier list, maybe around 15th overall, maybe a little bit better than that. She got better. She didn't get a lot better, but she got better. Um, so again, the main buff to her is the meta of Street Fighter V evolving, and this is letting zoning characters... Um, uh, have a very viable escape option for pressure where other characters like uh, guile and poison who were strong zoners in previous seasons they got nerfs um monat actually just saw like one significant buff i think you know and then um and th- then some quality of life stuff right uh and and then of course like some of her worst matchups like bison is worse now and it's just like okay for, people for, are really for bison right it's oh, worse for bison. The matchup yeah, was yeah. yeah she's she's yeah, better yeah. against her worst matchups Exactly. I think she's all around better. And it's like, this is a, this is an early candidate very much so for, I, I would be a little surprised if Monat is a top, not a top 10 character. And let me give you her significant buff here because that would be her Visco one. And a lot of people don't realize they're like Visco one, you know, that's uh, basically she spins around, she does a reflect and other stuff. Well, Capcom added a little note there in the patches that lets her juggle from this now if she does a low one. So what she can do now is she can do her three frame normal, go right into low V skill and get 50 damage more than she could previously plus it builds v-gauge and she does not have to spend meter to do it anymore now this is only from point blank uh, areas on the screen but Manat's defense now up close is better than it has ever been before and this means that if you're putting pressure on her she can get I think it's like 177 damage on you meterless if you are incorrect on your read and it's um, I mean again she's you know it, she's got a hit confirm and all this other kind of stuff and hit confirming off a three frame normal that's not easy you're basically committing to it right mm-hmm. it's, it's and you're going to be punished block, hard right? 
uh, yeah, it's definitely very negative on blocking. Sounds like if I waited a second longer, you would have answered that question. <laughs> yep, it's all good. It's all good. So I, I, I want to be clear here that these are you know circumstantial uh, situations with Monat's defense that you got to be point blank. I got to hit this perfectly and other stuff like that. But that's an option that did not exist before. And Monat players they thrive off of circumstantial situations. That is where you make your living at. You have to know all these situations inside and out because this is the most technical character in the game. And if you do not know how to convert off of those situations that randomly happen, you are probably not going to be a very good Monat player. And the fact they gave her this, I'm like going, oh my gosh, like she did not need that and they gave it to her. And so I'm right now, I'm here's the thing. I'm going to be dropping this character in like a month or two when Rose comes out. <laughs> I'm actually getting a little terrified of how good Monat is right now and how frustrating she can be to play against. But I, I want to turn this right back over to you guys and, and see like I know you're only really playing against me, John, but like, are you seeing Monat kind of out in the wild doing anything right now? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen any Monat play since the the patch rolled out because, again, like, she's not the most popular character. She's very technical and, and she's a very different pace from most of the rest of the cast and such. So it's a unique player that ends up going to her um, and sticking with her and getting really good with her. Um, but that said, I, I think that this, I see what you're saying in terms of her potential here. Just generally speaking, you give a zoning character a defensive mechanic like V-Shift. Okay, first of all, we don't know, V-Shift, how powerful it will be, but we do know that this is going to add at least a, another layer to characters that are going in for their offense and trying to rush down. They're going to have to think that much more. There are going to be that many more situations where when they would have hit or when they would have landed their, their openers, they're not going to. And then the, the opponent's going to escape and maybe even punish them for uh, for overextending. And, and, and now with V-Shift, things that didn't used to be overextensions can very easily be overextensions. So that's scary in its potential, but I haven't seen it actually play out yet. And and so I guess I turn it right back to you. How much are you getting out of V Shift these days when you're when you're playing? Because I assume that's it's, like shot to the priority of of I gotta learn how to use this and use it quick and use it efficiently because it's gonna give my character so much. Uh, ask Snake Eyes on that one. <laughs> and uh, I, I hate to keep blowing him up here because this man usually Has he sent you any me. PMs since last week? Uh, not yet, not yet. I'm I'm waiting for him. Man, I know that he's guy gonna show up. Sucks. <laughs> that's Street Fighter. But. Again, it was it was those situations. Again, his Kage would destroy me almost all the time. And I go in there in those same situations where I would just have to hold mix-ups all day long. And it didn't matter like if they were point blank or not because some characters could just... It's really hard to escape their pressure no matter what. No matter where they're on screen for some characters like Manat. She's got a three-frame normal, but that's it. That was her main defensive tool. And that three-frame normal is very stubby. And so you're basically just kind of saying, like, can I take my turn yet? Can I take my turn yet? And you don't have any options with it. And with V-Shift and, and the fact she can do that, and it's a pretty darn good V-Shift. She hops back a pretty good distance. And there's so much more stuff. I, there's so many more opportunities for me to escape. And it's like... I didn't even need that before. I was a good character before, and now yeah. I'm just even better. And, and I mean, I, you know, like, and I, I, if you could just speak to our audience here a little bit, how frustrating it was to play Seth against my Monad. It's a bad matchup that's not lost on me, but the one time you get in, 
you had to capitalize. And if you didn't, I was pretty much going to win the match, like, no matter what, right? Right, and, right. And she, like, like you said, she already had decent decent defense for what her offense and zoning were right it was already like yeah this is this is pretty much yeah she should be at pretty big at disadvantage here uh and so and and when you get in it's like yes you're at advantage the onus is on her to make the right call or else she's going to get hit but i mean if you're if you're delaying uh because you think that she's going to like tech or something like that and she wakes up with a standing light kick hey she just either hit you or at least you know gain the upper hand now and then can do something with it and and the strategy against Monat very often has been kind of spend your life getting in you're going to you're going to not be right a few times but that one time you're right you get in you stick to her like flypaper and you don't give her another chance you smother her she, again she has one more way out of that and like you said she was already pretty good my question to you then would be have you seen uh, especially someone like snake eyes who's so good about reads i think that's is a is a great example albeit still early but have you seen people countering your attempts at V-shifting very much, if at all, yet? Dream King. That's it. Um, and what because, are those counters uh, like? Like, how hefty are they? you get point blank and you kind of delay your wake-up moves and other stuff, and you do a few other things. I've seen some decent V-shift counters, but one of the things I'm seeing about it, and this is a, a pro tip for everyone out there, do not V-shift in the corner. Do not do it. That is not where, I mean, you can, but your odds of success are much worse. You generally want to be shifting somewhere in the middle of the, the, the stage. Um, but there are counters to it, and they're like anything else, but they're also a hard read counter for the most part of what I'm seeing. Uh, I saw, again, it was a, a Vega player against an Akuma player, and they went up and whiffed um, throw, and then they were immediately able to kind of option select it with a stand medium punch, which goes a pretty long ways with Vega, barehanded, and then they were able to hit him into a combo and stuff. So it V-shift is not for free. Um, and you know, if you're point blank and especially if someone's in the corner, you can, you can option select it pretty darn well, but another scenario came up in that same matchup and the person was in the corner and they V shifted again because the other player committed to a heavy button. They got out for free, mm-hmm. you know, well, not for free, but they V shifted out of it. V breaked out of it. Right. When you say V shift, like, are you, or does your mind immediately, immediately think of the slowdown or does it just think of the backdash that gets you out of, out of the way? Because I, I think, well, because in the corner, if you're getting a move like a heavy or even a medium move where there's the slowdown and you can do the break, I think that's mm-hmm. that's good, right? And that's what you just kind of said. But if you're just trying to give yourself some space and it's like on your wake up and uh, like, I, I think don't V shift in the corner on wake up, but like maybe look for a move that's like a frame trap and try to V shift the 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 coming heavier attack afterwards, something like that. Because I, I don't think you can just throw V shift out of the, the equation once you're in the corner. Yeah, you, you, you want to use it less, but I mean, the, the catalyst special right now is to V-shift and then I'll back throw you. And now you're in the corner and I'm in a good spot. Gross. And I've done that now to numerous people. It's uh, I'm calling it the catalyst special and I'm going to get blown up for it now a million times. But um, <laughs> it, it's like, look, I just V-shifted away and now I have control of the matchup because I've got you in the corner. It's it's pretty brutal. It's a, I still don't see a lot of great view shifting, but I'm seeing some of the better players again, like your Phenoms, your Takamuras, uh, Problem X. I'm starting to see them use it, and it is starting to be a big factor. But but Nick, I I, I actually want to turn this directly back over to you. Have you seen much in the way of V shift right now, and, and how is that kind of impacting things for you? I actually haven't seen much of V shift at all because I think people, it's not in their muscle memory yet, right? Um, we're all doing it with where we're holding down back too so we're just getting hit those are the v-shifts right now (laughs) exactly Uh, because you're not allowed to do any uh, directional input while you're doing it so I think that's Mm -hmm. that's obviously messing a lot of people up Uh, but I also think like even when people get used to using it it's going to be such a deep uh, layered mind game at that point Um, 
I'm really interested in seeing how that goes, especially once we have more regular events again, because I think like even a year from now, we're going to see new stuff with that mechanic. Uh, mm -hmm, I totally gotcha. understand what Capcom meant when they were like, oh, but this shifts the game so much. Um, I'm sure it does, because like you were saying before, uh, when Alex does EX Stomp, like you have to hold that. Not anymore. If you're like, if you're ready to do the call out on it, and you can get a hard punish. Like, imagine all the other things you can do that to now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually felt bad for Alex, like I usually do when when Problem X did the the EX um, Stomp, and I'm like, oh, you you just got to hold that. And that's like his one plus move, right? Like he's a plus two on it or something like that, and. And it's like, oh, well, he just got V-shifted and now he's dead. Like, yeah. and it literally V-shifted into a full punish with Akuma. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Even on a yeah. just do it move, we're sad to see Alex get countered. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that that's kind of what I was talking about when we had the podcast before uh, the patch was up. When we had just been told about V-shift and seen videos of it. Like, everyone was just talking about, oh yeah, now Seth can't do axe kicks anymore, right? But the, those are the kinds of situations I meant. Like, uh, it's really hard for someone like Alex to actually get one of those opportunities. Uh, and now the V-Shift is actually out. We know it's not this free get-out-of-jail uh, get get-out-of-jail-free card or whatever. Because it actually has recovery. You can bait it. So that's what makes it a deep-layered mind game. Because there's going to be so many different applications. And you're also going to have different ways to blow up people. Like, you're reading their V-Shift. And you have a like, situation mm -hmm. where you blow them up for it. Uh, and I think that's going to be very interesting. But yeah, I'm not seeing much of it yet. And I don't think we are going to see that much of it for a while. I think once we have like bigger events, whether they be online or offline, that's when we're going to start seeing, like, you know, people like Infectious, mm -hmm. uh, people like Sako, like these guys just sit in the lab and, you know, know everything about the game. They're going to show us some absolutely insane stuff that none of us could ever imagine. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, and I hope it's uh, it, it's. I, I don't see it being a bad change for the game. I think it'll be refreshing and such. And, but uh, the next character I wanted to talk about, we should keep this sort of moving along here, um, is actually one that's getting highlighted a lot as one of the bigger winners amongst the community. I know that you guys were excited to talk about him, uh, but I I have some reservation in that the ways some of the ways that he's gotten better are actually going to be very susceptible to V-Shift, especially once mm -hmm. people figure it out. So, And then the next character is, of course, Ed. So do uh, you want to set us up with Ed, Nick? I mean, Ed is the character. He got so many buffs last season, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone was so hype on Ed. I remember there was this event in Japan. It wasn't Evil Japan. It was something before. It was Red Bull Kumite, maybe? Uh, and I think it's what Infiltration was using Ed and doing like some crazy stuff. And everyone was like, oh man, Ed, he's going to be like top tier. And that did not pan out at mm -hmm. all. Like, by the end of the last season or the last balance patch, I think most people were still in the boat that Ed was bottom five, even though he got like a million buffs, right? So when you look at his buffs now, they aren't as plentiful as the last time. And we know what happened last time. So I'm a little bit like... It looks good on paper, but mm. let me yeah now yeah I completely let me first off and say I completely agree with Nick now I but we also just talked about Alex going from like dead last which Ed might have been before to being somewhat viable is a huge change for the character right yeah. uh, I don't think Ed is a top ten character now but let me talk a little bit about this because his standing medium punch is now plus ten on hit. That means that he can actually link his two standing medium punches into a sweep. Mm -hmm. This is extremely good because this is a player now who's playing Ed 
Hot Dog 29. He dropped Bison to play Ed, and I watched this freaking bastard sit there and fish in neutral all day long for standing medium punches and go right into sweep. And then if you just do a normal recovery, Ed can dash up and he's plus three. If you do a back recovery, he can dash up and he's plus eight. You know, a little harder for Ed to do something there, right? Um, but, I mean, this is like, dude, what the hell? Uh, just so people know, uh, it does just a bit under 200 damage when, when Ed does his two medium punches into sweep. This is meterless, and he gets pressure afterwards. And so what Hot Dog is doing, and he's not playing against Scrubs. He's playing against Human Bomb and Gamer Bee. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, what is this? What is going on here? I could not believe it, and to get to get someone to drop Bison, I'm, we're all saying Bison is worse, but there's still a lot of people playing him. Problem X is still playing, a bunch of people are still playing him. Hot Dog is, he has no shame. This man played Bison before, and he played him like, he, he, he oh my gosh, I hated his Bison. I hated <laughs> watching it and other stuff. So this man's not going for EX moves, and what he's doing is he's sitting back there and charging up a Super and V-Trigger, and I watched it against Gamer B. And so he sets Gamer B up, and he gets a stray hit in V-Trigger 2, which Ed does a lot, right? You know, it, it's Ed is doing all those freaking hits and other stuff like that. He gets one stray hit, he goes right into Super, he gets 400 plus damage off of it and kills gamer b's uh cammy it was just like cam like cammy had like you know uh, half of her health or whatever and stuff like that he gets one stray hit cammy's dead and i'm going what the freaking hell did they just do to this character uh no one else is playing him right now except for hot dogs so shout outs to him because I, I look through i'm like who else is playing ed right now it's just him and he looks to almost have completely dropped bison right now and is just exclusively playing ed which is like i'm like oh there's one more buff too i just gotta say it because like, i gotta turn this right back over to you guys his stand heavy kick which is where he does a hop and, and he goes forward like ed ed players use that like that All move day. is going to go away soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's now a frame faster on startup. Great. Like, I, I did not, you know, like, Ed players were using it a lot before. Now you're seeing it even more. It's like, uh, and so when we talk about buffs here, it's really important to highlight, is this a buff that is actually going to get used? Well, Ed stand medium punch and a stand heavy kick get used a lot. And it's just like all this stuff that Ed got is finally coming together and like all the pieces. So I don't think he's top 10, but I do think he's decisively better now. Okay, so this isn't calling you out. This is a genuine yep, question. Um, did you look at Trashbox? I did look at Trashbox and I saw what he's doing. And he he was he was still not committing heavily to Ed as much as okay. uh, other people. Now, um, Hot Dog okay. played him almost exclusively, but yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm just surprised because Trashbox actually used Ed in tournament uh, mm -hmm. several times. So yes. when Ed gets these buffs, you would expect, like, because Birdie didn't get that much really. So mm -hmm. uh, you would kind of expect him to shift over to Ed, but yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, he, he did that in his profile. And when I looked through there, his matches were a little bit more dicey, where basically I think 98% of uh, Hot Dog's matches were Ed. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this is against, like, Human Bomb and against uh, Gamer B, two pro-level players he's actively training against, where Trashbox plays a lot of ranked, and he kind of messes around with a bunch of characters. He mm. was not committed. He was not all in on Ed that I saw. Now, that might mm. change by the time you guys hear this, but that's what I saw when I looked at his ranked footage. Sure. So when I look at Ed, um, I think that that medium punch is a big deal, and I think that the the move that was already good, that hopping heavy punch or heavy kick, is is also a big deal because it was already a bane of my existence whenever I played against Ed players, and now it's going to be one frame more so. But the uh, the the other things that he got were um, better 
better damage in the combos that he gets, which which is good. Um, and, and he's always been, uh, the problem with Ed has long time been that his combos don't fully connect from certain ranges and that he's not consistent. And it seems like Capcom went for that, which is pretty good because uh, especially here in this V-Shift patch, um, damage that comes after you've already scored the hit, or I should say buffs that come after you've already scored the hit are probably going to be, a, they're going to go a little bit further for you relative to those where, you know, maybe you're better at frame traps, or you're better, uh, you know, in, in your in your potential because V-Shift kind of nerfs in that arena more so. But Ed can now, uh, if he gets you with like his V-Skill 1, which has been buffed, he can get like 350 to 390 damage for one bar mid-screen because now he can use his psycho flicker at the end of it and stuff and mm -hmm. and you know ed players you play against them they're doing the spider web you know either the spider-man spray like either uh horizontal or uh or up in you know the upwards angle all the time making you hold that kind of a thing uh his his um like his it's like i want to call it kind of like a rush punch but he charges up and he kind of like superman yeah. punches at you horizontally that was buffed yeah, as well like the psycho knuckle or something like that mm -hmm. yeah so so those moves are are better and it's great like if he can hit you with them he gets more from them but here's the thing both of those are extremely telegraphed and mm -hmm. and it's to the point like those are the kind of moves like that and like Seth's spin like heavy spin kick in the neutral just because people aren't going to be able to react to it fast enough and then if you block it well hey he's at advantage so that's what he wants moves like that are going to be the first ones in my opinion to start getting v-shifted because they're just so obvious right so you see an ed player charging up like he might go high with the spider-man webbing and then you know, this is where you have to jump in uh, and hot dog is doing nothing of that he's playing hardcore footsies throughout the entire matchup now and that's what's disgusting me he's literally sitting there and doing psycho flicker standing medium punch and if someone jumps in on him he's anti-airing he is playing completely fundamental street fighter and just outplaying people left and right sure. and, and i'm going what the hell this was not possible with Ed before. And Sorry. His up kicks to, to that exact oh. arena too. His up kicks now are more consistent, so you can do low forward and confirm into an up kick, and it's gonna it's not gonna whiff anymore. Which no, fair enough. I think that's good. So yes, you're gonna need to play Ed like this. But the way that people have more traditionally played Ed, and therefore I think the way that they are processing these buffs, it's not as strong. I don't think as it looks because the things that are stronger also come with the asterisk caveat that they're going to be relatively weak to v-shift now yes i think that you have to play a more conserved uh footsie based ed who's not just going for those you know charge up mix-ups um, same thing hit his v trigger one the ball got better by it has one more hit and therefore 20 more damage so instead of hitting you six times it can hit you seven times now but that also exists as a slow moving hitbox that you could v-shift right and and so it's it's not to say that that's going to be off the table but it is very clearly susceptible to v-shift in in certain ways where just other moves are not so ed is better for sure and in some significant ways but uh, it's like it's not gonna likely be to the extent that it feels like on paper because you have to pepper and v-shift and we just don't know how strong that's going to be yet i do agree with that point but i also need to say like um the ed you're describing uh that probably won't get that much from like this uh, these changes those aren't actually ed players that saw any type of success now mm -hmm. i know ed didn't see that much success but we have seen ed plays in tournaments we have seen him do well like trashbox used him in some tournaments and uh did well uh little evil i believe used him before kage came out i think he's i mean infiltration uh, is playing him hot dog these guys yeah. are gonna do something with of him of course 
Yeah, and the thing is, any uh, of these players, like Dimanian, Little Evil, um, uh, Infiltration when he was doing it, Hot Dog now probably, um, what they were doing when they were getting results with that was playing the boxer style. Uh, mm -hmm. Not boxer as in Balrog, but like boxer as in the boxing fighting style. They went in, did a few jabs, went out, and you know, in and out fighting. That's kind of how Ed has to play, I think, to be successful. Like, the Ed player that might not gain that much from these buffs is like the online platinum Ed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, the majority Ed, of Eds. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> but if it, we're talking about the pinnacle of Street Fighter, I think Ed's going to be significantly stronger. Yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing right now, and it's even like uh, one of the his more um, uh, prominent weaknesses people don't know about. His V shift gets him around fireballs really well now. And Hot Dog is just like, oh, you're gonna throw fireballs at me? V shift and and or not V shift, a uh, V skill too, and and he'll oh, just go yeah. right through the fireballs and punch someone in the face. And I'm like, you son of a gun! I'm like, I would hate playing like. Well, I would actually probably love playing Hot Dog because he's so fundamentally based right now and what he's doing. It, it's just like a constant footsies battle. It reminds me of. It reminds me of CVS2 Vega from Ricky Ortiz. She was such a beautiful Vega player uh, in that game and just so hard to touch. And she is just a goddess of footsies. She mm. is so brilliant with it. And I'm watching Hot Dog do this. And I did not like him before as a player. But watching his ad, I'm going, look, I got to respect that because everything you're doing is fundamental right now. And you are just making people hold stuff. And not scrubs. I like. There's a ton of footage in there against Human Bomb and Gamer B. And I'm like, man, if you're doing against that against these two pros, you're going to be doing this against a lot of other people. That that's how good I think his Ed will be if he sticks with it. And I, right now, it's looking like he's going to. Oof. But we better move on here, or we're going to run out of time. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we got Gil. Um, uh, just real quick, I, I want to kind of do a speed round on this character. Uh, he is the only character in the game that got health and stun buffs this season. Those are uh, those have rarely not been a very nice thing for a character to get, especially when the other cast members do not get them. That's a needle mover for Gil. Uh, we've seen it with Balrog. We've seen it with Urian. I want to be very careful about comparing Gil to those characters because he did not get that kind of uh, comeuppance. But um, when you are the only character in the game that gets both, that moves the needle for you. And when I've talked before about buff moves that characters actually use Gil is a poster child of that because um, you might look at his you know buffs on paper and go whatever but crouching medium punch is now plus four and hit two frames better uh, that is a move he uses all the time mm -hmm. uh, his cryo rise kick which actually uh, one of the, the bigger weaknesses for pro level Gil players was anti-airs uh, that, that's the one that goes above his head so stuff like bison stomps or you know Vega's wall dive or whatever is so much easier for him to counter and do stuff uh, and then his coral kick which is where he kind of hops forward that is uh Talking to Dream King a lot, that is one of the most important moves for Gil in a number of matchups. It's usually unsafe. Um, if you use it from the wrong ranges, you can make it safe, you know, for the right ones, but now it's safer on block than it's ever been before. And that helps him so much in maintaining match control and other stuff. And then the big one we're talking about here, Gil is usually a zoning character. People don't realize how good of a zoner he is because you rarely ever saw him. Um, uh, but I went back and I watched Nemo, uh, and Nemo is playing more Gil right now than any other character. He's made it to top 50 rank on CFN. Uh, he's a Warlord rank. Uh, and again, he is really doing some stuff with Gil. And so Gil had a lot of these tools before, 
uh, but they just didn't culminate in anything worthy. Like, you know, that, that really added up to something. He was like, I kind of had him 30 range. Right now, I've got him about 25, 20 range uh, in terms of how good he is. And again, you go up 10 slots in this game, that's a significant improvement, in my opinion. And I think Gil is going to be one of those characters, kind of like Ed, where it's like you're going to actually see some people use him in tournament and do decently well with him now. Yeah, sure. people are kind of on the fence about whether he's one of those characters that'll pop up in these uh, comment sections of ours where one person will say with total confidence, oh man, Gil just didn't get anything. And then like three comments later, someone's like, how could you say that about Gil? Gil got everything. And so it's like the community seems a little split here. And uh, we've played with him. Uh, Dream King himself said, yeah, he's, he's he's obviously a little bit better, but I don't know to what extent. And and, and honestly, if, if he was significantly better and Dream King was confident, we'd probably have him on the podcast here to talk about it. So the fact that we don't, that kind of gives you an idea of where things are generally from where, from our perspective. But I will well, say that he got more... The things that Gil got are really don't seem to be too vulnerable to V-shifts. Uh, and it's like his crouching medium punch is usually something used toward the end of combos that he's already gotten a hit. And his lariat is like he'll do crouching medium punch into lariat. Now he can do heavy lariat, which is going to give him more corner carry, more damage, and more oki in his B&B combos. Like, that's awesome. That's something he really loves. And, and if he's zoning most of the time, it's like, hey, well, I can turn turn on to a different gear here and and do something totally different but yeah it's safe for like in the oki situations where v-shift becomes a real factor the rest of that is like that's after he's hit you and so i think that's particularly strong because it's like it's not potential damage it's like some of these buffs are gray damage and that like yeah they're probably good but there's a little caveat that v-shift might take the way the the some of the situations these ones are are solid you take the full damage now because it's after he's begun to hit you um and then they've they've also just tried to make like the v like the v skill that doesn't get used as much a little bit better and the trio the v, uh, the v trigger yeah the v trigger too the ice tree you know v skill right v, well that's true too but i was v oh, skill yeah, the like v skill the, comes out a little too. faster right. instead of just using the parry all the time but yeah the ice tree you can use it one more time and you can cancel it from the uh the red fireball which gives you matter of fact retribution and so better combos there so we might see some more ice tree and such will this be a needle mover for him does this attend to the places where he was lacking completely i i don't know but i mean it's a good it bodes well that nemo's doing as well as he is with him right now and such and so i think there's a lot of potential but he'll be one of those characters that we have to actually see and feel the results from before we're before we're sold Speaking of our esteemed colleague, I have been sworn to silence. So I can't tell you guys about the secrets that Gil holds this season. Because I'm not allowed to tell you until you face his wrath on your own. What a wiener. Ominous message. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a Man, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one, Nick. I, like I can a, directly <laughs> quote Stephen here if you want me. Oh, yeah, please do. I want to bust that shit out on them and balk them. Okay, well, I guess that's coming. But uh, I mean, I, 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 man, we play a lot already. But uh, uh, before we move on here from that like ominous and m big mystery about how much better Gil is, um, uh, I will say that V Shift has helped him quite a bit. This is he mm -hmm. only has two bar V triggers, and the fact that he can V Shift out, people do not respect this guy as a zoner. He has multiple fireballs he can throw at you, and his ability now to have one more escape option when you get in on him is a nice thing for this character. 
character. Uh, sure. You guys already know how I feel about zoning characters who get buffs. This is where also Gil just has improved because the meta of the game caters more to how he plays. So, oh, and then uh, shouts to him. If you V break against Gil, you might have just died because yeah. his parry is a full punish on that. He has a two frame parry. Be very careful with that. He's one of the best characters in the game at blowing up uh, V breaks. Mm -hmm. He's real good at that. But uh, I know we shout, had some shout outs. Shout outs to Rotva who put up a highlight. He started streaming again recently and he put out a highlight where he used Gil's parry to oh. uh, screw someone over when they did that. Uh, and I actually, uh, before we move on from Gil, um, I will like. I, I did talk to Rothba about it because he plays a lot of Gil ever since he released. Rothba's mm -hmm. uh, a bit more negative on the character. He's like, he didn't think he was that good and he doesn't think he's gotten enough to uh, really flourish, but it's still early. I think mm -hmm. it's the same thing with Gil. Like, the fact that he can blow you up for doing V Shift Break, that's huge. That's going to be a big thing. Maybe, maybe if yeah. you're not using it with enough tact, but there's going to be certain situations where you just do not use that because of things like that, especially against Gil. And I think as we right. get more used to it, you're going to like, you don't do it to light attacks. You do it only when you see certain attacks come out and, and people will get more and more used to it. But especially early on, yeah, watch out. Yeah, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Gil has some sort of setup where he could do uh, a move. And if you V-shift it, he can react to if you're doing the break or not. And he can either parry the break or punish your regular V-shift. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that Dream King's already doing that. It's yeah. um, it's 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 disgusting right now. It, and, and again, I I uh, the the catalyst special is I V shift break and then I throw, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why is because Dream King's like I ain't V breaking right because I I literally uh, Gil is one of the more damaging characters when he catches you with a full punish, and you're eating three to four hundred damage on his anti air when he's point blank on you in a bunch of other situations. This is without super. This is a mofo of a character that people are really sleeping on. Uh, and again, Nemo is now a top 50 player online. He's mainly playing Gil. He's not playing as much Urian. He's not playing as much Vega. He is mainly playing Gil. Uh, it is, and this man is, is kicking butt and taking names. But speaking of that, I know we have some very notable, honorable, and dishonorable mentions. Where the heck are we let's, starting here? Let's, let's hit these Let's characters. talk about Nash, guys. Well, because everyone's yeah, all okay. over the place with Nash. He's like, oh, he got some stuff, yeah. but he also got nerfed. People are saying he's he's nerfed overall. Uh, Nick, do you have some reactions to Nash? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a regular viewer of Ixion. And Ixion, when he read the changes, he was like, he became pale like a ghost. <laughs> because, like, they gave him one thing that Ixion has been hoping for for a long time, which is that he's standing like he's now a free framer. Mm -hmm. So going from a four-frame character to a free frame character is a pretty big change. Uh, I feel like Nash was bad enough where they could have just given him that and like not tried to balance it out with nerfs, but they did a ton of nerfs instead, which is really weird. Uh, I mean, he got a bunch of buffs as well. He sh sure, he did. He got buffed on a lot of stuff, but he also has like Nash's playstyle has been very much to like dash in and out and then use these very far ranging pokes that don't really give give him much. But he chips away at you with them. And like most of these have gone like more recovery. You're going to be able to whiff punish them at those ranges if you're smart. Uh, like his sweep has more recovery. Like all that kind of stuff. Which just makes it weird because now the game plan that Nash has been using, even when he was strong in season one, is just like 
oh, we don't want you to use that game plan anymore. Yeah, but a safe, a relatively safe sweep with what a sweep has become, and this is coming from a Goken player who had a negative two sweep and they never changed <laughs> it. Uh, but from what a sweep has become with it's a low, heavy attack that gives you a knockdown, it should carry a certain amount of risk. And I don't care really who you are, the, like having a safe relatively safe sweep that you can just kind of like throw out there and then a handful of characters can't punish if it's at like max range just feels especially for this game like that's the yes nash is not a good character he needs some good stuff but something like that is just annoying and does not add to the overall satisfaction and fun of the game it's like you're getting away with something you shouldn't be getting away with same then i and it's whether you're nash or you're karen for instance i don't care i like it sucks to have sweeps that are relatively safe that way or that even make something of a trap scenario because you're so far that when someone goes to punish you they actually whiff and get hit by your next thing i think a sweep should be a sweep it should come with the appropriate amount of risk and and like far-reaching pokes and stuff like that should have the appropriate like yes nash needed stuff but these particular parts of his game were very annoying and and just like silly to me and especially if they didn't give him a ton it was just these little like flea like annoyances that i'm actually happy they changed and i think they need to replace them with something good and something that feels balanced and worthwhile but i am not upset about these poke changes Sure, but it doesn't feel like they actually gave him anything in exchange. Like, yeah, they gave him a free framer, and he did get. Some they other gave buffs, him a, d- a specifically defensive three framer because, like, and like, I think that's what you're getting at—that they also nerfed some other stuff so that he can't just use that to go into most of his offense. He might be able to do it like into EX uh, fireball or something like that. But in terms of it, that, that light kick is very clearly, I think, intended to be a defensive interruption tool and not an offensive one. His four frame jab, I think it is. Uh, maybe it's crouching. Uh, it is supposed to be an offensive tool, and he has that for those situations. And now those situations are better. The thing that they made better about Nash, mostly, I think, are his frame traps, which is ipso facto nerfed by V-Shift, I know. So it's like, uh, how much better is he if that's where yeah, they I, mainly gave him stuff? I just want to make sure that the Sonic Scythe, one of his main you know, attacks, did get the damage increased on like every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's something. It's, you know, he's doing more damage with that stuff now. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, you know, but he's, he is doing more damage on one of his main attacks. Uh, and let me, because I just derailed and you guys are kind of like, oh man. Uh, Nash is a character I looked at to include on the, the main list here the, of the people we just talked about. And I spent close to an hour looking at this guy and I was just constantly underwhelmed by what I found. Because the community is very hype on this guy and I'm like, I'm looking at this dude and I'm going, is this now the worst character in the game? Uh, I think he might be. Uh, I'm. I mean, hey, I would be. I would be thrilled to be proven wrong, especially with V Shift and what I've said about zoners. And Nash is more of a zoner, and he's chucking booms and all that other kind of stuff. And I mean, I would not na- mind Nash being better, but I was just so underwhelmed. And I, man, I hope I'm wrong that he is somehow a better character than he was before. Um, but yeah, yeah, and and I say all that. Like, I know it sounds like I'm trying to set up to say that like you know Nash is is in a better place. I I don't necessarily think he is. I, I think that they gave him some stuff and it's like kind of gray damage stuff as opposed to, to solid damage, you know, and uh, in terms of how buffed he really is, I do think he's a little bit better. But again, V-Shift is going to be a problem for where he's better. And um, and given where he was previously, maybe you could have given him some other things. But I, again, I'm still not mad about goofy pokes that are supposed to not be great and are suddenly great because of like unintended distance interactions and stuff like that. Sounds like we have everything we've said, or we've said everything we wanted to say about Nash. It's a zip over to E Honda. Yeah. Um, 
I I was very close to including uh, Honda in over Gill um, because of uh, I, I just think Gill is going to end up a little bit better in the aggregate in terms of how many spots they moved up. Honda might be a better overall character, but in terms of like that was a main decider for me is how many spots they moved in the tier list. Right. They went from dead last to, to somewhat viable like Alex. That's a huge deal to me. Honda, I think, is is a good bit better. Uh, I was watching Daigo play him. I'm watching a number of other people play him, like Prototype, um, who will bounce back and forth between characters. The people who were playing Honda before did not get any reason to drop him now. Um, he's a little bit... My kind of main issue with Honda is, like, a lot of the buffs that he get, they look very good on paper, but they're not his main tools that people were using. And, and there's some exceptions there, like his V-Skill 1, but you often saw people, you know, the V-Skill 1 is where he smashes the fireball, right? Mm -hmm. That's much better than it was before. But most Honda players were using V-Skill 2. And, you know, so he got, he's better. But, like, to me, I think other characters really got better than he did in this patch. And I think people are a little bit overhyping him. But maybe I'm totally wrong. He's got a five-frame medium, which is a really big deal to have in this game. Uh, he's got some nice stuff, but I, I'm still not sold that he's a gigantically better character. Yeah, so with Honda, I think a lot of the uh, the things that he used to do and used to be really good at and, and be really annoying for are going to be directly nerfed by V-Shift, and that is the kind of telegraphed or just obvious incoming hits that you couldn't do much about before, like a butt slam or like uh, getting up in your face and just doing hands over and over and over again. Uh, he, those are going to get V-Shifted a lot more than they were b before. But what changed for him is that when he is up close now, he's got a ton more in the way of frame traps and scariness uh, that he can do, and it's almost like... I think the way you're going to play Honda, or you're going to see people play Honda is going to evolve here and like trying to get away from him, for instance, now with his crouching medium kick being better and comboing into more stuff like Honda players were resorting to kind of these half court shots that had relatively low risk and would kind of goofily get people. And it was like, ah, it's kind of annoying, but like not so much that it's game breaking. But what, what do you do here? And that's why Honda kind of garnered the reputation that he's that he's had in this game so far i do think that it's going to evolve now and, and that he's going to be playing a different sort of game and the things that he's going to be really good at now though are one frame trappy so that's still nerfed by v shift but mm -hmm. mm, like that's still on the aggressor's favor i think and all these characters that are that are getting more in that avenue i think it's going to more benefit them than than nerf them it's just not as strong as it looks like with our season four brains and season four muscle memory still here we see that and we get really afraid so i do think honda will be better given that he can still get close to you um, and then, but, but he needs to be up next to you to really appreciate a lot of the things that he's gotten, save for maybe like the, the benefits he's got to headbutt now, oh, man, you get headbutted and he can go into more things. He can cancel his regular headbutt into his V trigger one now, doesn't have to do it from a different special. So Honda has some really interesting things, but I don't know that like he, he might have a totally hard time getting up close to you and then so most of his of his buffs just don't matter as much as they look like they will so he's one of those characters that's kind of up in the air for me and and he looks really strong on paper and i think he's going to change but how much is it going to make him better relative to the rest to the rest of the cast i don't know yeah i i think again a lot of just do it's got nerfed and that was one of honda's like worst parts of them now if you're a great honda player like prototype or, or daigo i don't think this really impacts you much you're not really using that stuff a lot but you know the his sumo splash for example has got 24 frames of recovery after landing that's after you see him go and fly up through the air he's got 24 frames of recovery after that 
And, and it's like, if you V shift that and you do it perfectly, like you're getting a huge punish on this character. And this is a guy who lacks a three frame normal. This is a guy without a real true EX reversal. You know, he's got EX headbutt, right? But that thing is, you know, and this is not a good defensive character once you're in on him. And so you, you have one bad, just do it move with Honda and all of a sudden the whole momentum of the match, you might've lost on that, you know, and, and it's just I V-shifted your sumo splash, I got a full punish on you, now I'm in on you, and you're dead. And so I think Honda is, I think his quality of life buffs are good, and if you're a good Honda player, I don't think they're particularly going to impact you that much, because there it is. But um, I, I think that for the scrubby Honda players, which there's plenty out there, I think that they're definitely dialed back, much like Bison is. Uh, if you're a great Bison player, Problem X is a great Bison player, still using them, still doing great with them, uh, not really impacted that much. Uh, so same case with, with the Honda, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks here like uh, Nick is having some computer issues, so he has dropped out. And hey, I mean, we we wanted he wanted to talk a little bit about one or two other characters, but given that he's not here anymore, maybe uh, we'll save that for for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, uh, maybe we should wrap this up then, because I think I've gotten to just about everything that I wanted to say. How about you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's uh, It's been a long podcast. We've got a lot of ground to cover. There's 40 characters with a ton of changes, and we're trying to get through the vast majority of them, at least talk about them a little bit. Um, I, I know, actually, uh, so we'll probably save it for a future episode. We're going to talk about Lucia and Sagat. We'll get them another time. Um, and again, we're going to try to hit every one of these 40 characters in the future. Uh, but if we did it all at once, we would have about a 10-hour podcast. <laughs> so we decided to not do that. We're breaking it up here. Uh, we're going to try to address a lot of the characters and and there it is yeah all right well thank you guys so much for listening like comment subscribe tell your friends about us tell your mom and uh we'll see you next week shout outs to moms we'll see you guys then oh and since he's not here uh for nick play grand blue Perfect.